What's up, guys? It is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, and we are back for another week of Junior Senior 2 Views. Let's get straight into it. Uh, Draymond, is he right to choose the 2017 Warriors over the 1998 Bulls? Oh, 1996 Bulls. 1998 Bulls. He he mentioned the 98 Bulls. Yes, this is what Draymond says. I'm watching the 98 Bulls versus Utah in the finals. I can't help but notice... Our 2017 team would have beaten those Bulls by a dub and these Jazz by 40 if they're going to play these brands of basketball. And that's why it's dumb to compare eras. Uh, I think, okay, he's right in the fact that it's dumb to compare eras because the Warriors played a brand of basketball that's very different to what the 98 Bulls played. You would typically have one or two three-point specialists, a paint guy, and then an all-out guy like like Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're speaking on the Jazz, you would have a floor general like John Stockton, um, a pick-and-pop or strong guy like Carl Malone, and a couple of role players who could defend and a three-point specialist like Jeff Hornacek. I don't think... Uh, I think he's right, but I also think he's wrong. To say that... Um, I, do, I don't think he's necessarily saying that, that the, the 2017 Warriors are better than the 98 Bulls, mm-hmm. but but I think he's I think he's right in some aspects and wrong in some aspects here. It's just typical Draymond lighting a fuse, but then people need to read the words. Would have. Yeah. He's using hypotheticals. He's not putting it in the sense of what the 2017 Warriors could accomplish. We know that they can't go in time and go against the Bulls in the time warp, or nor can the Bulls come forward and play them in 2007. And look, people like comparing like comparing which team was better or which team had harder competition. If we're being technical, um, in my opinion, the Bulls, uh, the 98 Bulls had a much harder competition again, uh, um, as as opposed to the 2017 Warriors. You had, uh, they came up against a big three that was uh, in the Cavs that was a bit fractured, and uh, in Kevin Love, LeBron, and Kyrie, but you also had the decks heavily stacked in your favor. You had three of the best scorers of all time, mm-hmm. a prime Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala coming off the bench, yeah, yeah. Sean Livingston coming off the bench. You had a, a an artificially constructed team, whereas and, the Bulls were constructed over a period of time. No, I just, I, I, I again, this is why it's hypothetical. You can't yeah. compare times because... It was a different era. It was a different time of basketball. And now with the with the Warriors, you know, having themselves having to evolve as well. The 2017 Warriors, I think, could still handle today's Warriors. But it's a different game. Yeah. Moving on. There are different teams as well. Moving on. I'll do the next one. Yep. Okay. Could the Celtics now be considered the front runner for a possible trade for Kevin Durant? I think it would be stupid for them to do it. Um... They, any trade would be involving Jalen Brown. Any trade would be involving Jalen Brown. I think it would be dumb of them to be even considering this. Um, this team, this team, you've only had one year with this core and Ime Udoka. Only one year. And you've gone to the finals. Yes, it's one year where this locker room has been actually harmonious enough coming out. Yes, they started off really slow. And I criticized them for it, but they made moves at the deadline, and they got back into gear, and they looked like the best team in basketball, and they were the hottest team in basketball at the time. I don't think it's right for them to be considering a a, um, a Kevin Durant trade because any trade would involve Jalen Brown, and he was your best 
and most consistent scorer throughout the entire playoffs. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Um, I like it because you have to think about it from the standpoint of Brooklyn already made a deal within the division last season, right? They traded James Harden and got Ben Simmons. At this point, you cannot, if you're Brooklyn and you're looking at the prospects of trades, this seems to make the most sense. For Brooklyn, not for Boston. But hang on. For Boston, if you give up Jalen Brown, now Jalen Brown would have been or could have been the draft pick that you had yeah. when you traded when you traded for KG. Paul Pierce and KG back in the day. Yeah. Um that that was then, this is now. I still think it's viable, but the one thing reportedly the Nets want is Marcus Smart on top of that. And that's no, not gonna happen. No. So if you're Boston, is it move the needle a little bit? For you it does. I think it does because getting Kevin Durant means you can actually stave off Milwaukee, you can stave off the Sixers, and you can stave off the Heat and possibly make it back there. Does that guarantee the Boston winning? No. But if you're the Nets looking at the situation right now, where else is he going to go? Well, he cannot start the season on that, that team. That brings another thing. Is he gonna? Is KD going to stay healthy? Because he came off an injury last the last season. There are a lot of... Look, you're giving up age. He, you're giving up age, too. You know this. And he, Brown's nine years and, he, and he also had a tough series against Boston where he he played he, he played one gr- good game and had three stinkers. So I don't think it's really uh, I I don't think it's the right move. I honestly don't. Brooklyn's running out of moves. No, he not not for not for Brooklyn. Yeah, I but I think it makes sense for Brooklyn to to be pursuing that. Not for um not for Boston though. I don't no, think it makes any sort of sense for Boston to be I like it. I think I don't think it changed. I think it makes Boston a better team. I don't think it changes much of their depth. If the idea is to trade Jalen Brown, Derek White, maybe another bench player. I would not be giving up Derek White. Well, he's so again, important to that team. He's again, he's so know. important to their defense. He was the main key component to that. How why that perimeter defense was so suffocating throughout the second half of the season. The best NBA free agents left remaining. The most notable one I've seen is Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are hesitant because he's just come off a of meniscus. He's not. I don't think the Cavs are going to be putting up uh, what he wants for uh, for Colin Sexton because it's clear that Garland is their guy, Mobley is their guy. They're going to be running with that duo along with Jared Allen in the paint. You've got um, uh, guards coming up anyway. So where's the what's Sexton's place going to be in that Cavs team? Probably nowhere. I, there are more than that. So yeah, let's, let's talk. He's about He's the it. most notable one, though. There are more. So yeah, Dwight Howard's one of them. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Dwight Howard. I don't think you see him anywhere but playing as a role player on yeah. a team that maybe is contending. That's yeah. what I see. The next one is Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, and Lamarcus Aldridge can come off the bench and give you. Some he's points. still he's still good. He's still viable. Yeah, he's still a good. Piece for a championship contender. Blake Griffin. Not uh, sure about that. His I don't know. Gone yeah, down. his he, he wasn't good this season. He his was okay. He was down. okay uh, last season. He wasn't good this season. Jeremy Lamb. I I, 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 I can't figure Jeremy. Lamb. This is like it'll be Jeremy Lamb like tenth team. I've never seen him. Really... Well, he's a, he's a three. He's he's not really a three and D guy. I'm not sure what Jeremy Lamb does. He's kind of like I see Jeremy Lamb as the piece that gets moved somewhere else. He's only at a team for a short period of time. Yeah, never really makes an impact. I mean, I don't, I don't he's okay there. when you have him on the court. But... Demarcus, Demarcus uh, is out there. I, I mean, he played well in spots with them in, in a shallow in, in a pretty sheltered system, right? 
So he needs a system. He does need Otherwise, a system. Otherwise, he'll move outside the system. Yeah. So I don't think. Yeah, I'm not sure who okay. would get Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, if not, you want not, blocking, you want if you, you, if want, you want if you stick want, someone in he, there. He's never. He's not going to return to that Miami form. If you think he's no. going to return to that all defensive form, you're you're sorely mistaken. Okay, Dennis Schroeder. I think he. <laughs> I think he improved. Uh, I think he. I think he had a decent prove it. Dennis season. Schroeder. Uh, he had, I even think, though he said no to the Lakers. Yeah, for that contract. I think. I think he had a decent prove it season with the Celtics, even though he wasn't what yeah, they. But he wasn't the Celtics the whole time. He got traded to yeah. Houston. Yeah. Um, and he was on a losing team. I think he was okay with the Celtics. Okay. I think any team that needs just a, a stopgap would pick Next him. Next one, Montrez Harrell. Uh, I, think, I like Trez. I think Trez might go back to Charlotte. Okay. Um, I don't really see him going anywhere else. And we already talked and about Sexton. Colin Sexton. Yeah. So I, I think the best one out of that group is, is obviously Sexton. Um, I see a team that uh, – him going to a team where uh, they would need a, a face – of, of their franchise, mm-hmm. I th- I think a team that would need that right now would be a bottom feeder. Yeah. Uh, some uh, it wouldn't be Detroit because they have their young core already they in place. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a team like Sacramento because they already got De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. So it probably it'd be a bottom feeder. Yeah, I don't think he's going back to the Cavs. Okay, next one I'm doing. Yep. Uh, playing the Warriors general manager. Who are you keeping? Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, or Poole? You gotta pick one. Only one. You can only keep one. Uh, maybe two. Two. Let's okay. Play. We're, we're not GMs, so you can do what you want. I think Poole is a bit streaky. Mm-hmm. He he played well in spots in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. he was good coming off the bench. But you gotta remember, he was in a good sheltered system with guys above him who could pick up the slack. I think he's a bit streaky. Wiggins was so important to that playoff run. He was consistent. I think if he's in the right system, he 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 can be a great piece for you on a championship winning team, and he he was a key piece to them in the in those finals. Mm-hmm. Draymond is uh, look his production's dipped, but he's still so important to that Warriors team. I think I would keep it, if given the choice. Clay's production's sort of gone down since coming back. Mm-hmm. I and I don't think he's going to be the same. Um, I would keep Draymond and Wiggins. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't. Uh, for me, Draymond would be indispensable because of what he brings to that that Warriors team. His defense is dipped, but he's still so important in terms of leadership. His he's still got his his spark plug abilities, and Wiggins is so important to to floor spacing, and um, he gives you a point forward okay. attack. Okay, so I'm gonna play GM. Yep. Um, Draymond still has two years left on his contract, so I'm not sure. The timing of it seems odd that you're talking about Draymond now. Yeah. I think Clay, Clay's contract's up at the end of next season. The same for Poole and the same for Wiggins, I believe. I might be wrong. Yeah, they gave, him the, qual- all the they gave, they gave him the qualifying offer. This all goes to the luxury tax. So Joe Sy, who recently got fined for complaining about the luxury tax, they're going to be left... Joe Sy's the, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. No, no not Joe Sy. Sorry. The other guy. I'm sorry. The folks. other guy. Whoever the general manager is of the Warriors, sorry, not Joe Sy, yep. has said that very, very annoyed by the luxury tax. But this is a decision that Golden State will have to make. Yep. I would say no to Draymond because he's got two years left. And if he walks at that point, then that's fine. Clay, you have to see what the season's like because he hasn't had a full season. Yeah. Let him play the full season now. Yeah. I'm keeping, I'm definitely keeping Poole because I like Poole off the bench. Okay. And you could lose him at the end of next season. And Wiggins. So I'd say Wiggins and Poole, I would say the most 
likely for me to say I would have to keep them on board. Also, with the Warizona complaining about the luxury tax, it's a pay-to-play game. What do you expect? Look, baseball has luxury tax but no hard salary cap. So, what do you expect? There's got to be some type of penalty. Teams can't stack the deck in their favor year after year with no sort of consequence. You got if you're going to stack the deck in your favor. Yes, Bob you, Myers, sorry, Bob Myers. Yes, GM. yes, you got to you got to pay players and they have they have livelihoods and whatnot, but teams can't organizations can't stack the deck in their favor every single year yeah, and with no is, consequence. Right, but this is the new world. You cannot you can only you can't Remain a dynasty forever. That's you have the to make thing. Changes. The, the league has to move, and that's what that and that's the consequence of it. All right, next. Uh, should Charles Barkley leave TNT to announce for Live Golf? Now, obviously, we've talked about Live Golf before. Uh, they're making waves right now, making a lot of people angry. Um, what do you think? Do you think he should leave? Well, reportedly, Charles Barkley has said thanks. But no thanks yeah. to live, which I think was a very wise decision. Yeah, um, Charles Barkley is a great basketball player and a great analyst. a great analyst on TNT, and he said TNT has provided everything you know that he needs in his career. He's got good money. He, he would get great money and live. He doesn't. But I think he would be a, a bit of a joke. Yeah. He doesn't need the money. He's in a place where he's absolutely comfortable. He He's one of the best analysts for a reason. He knows basketball. Right. And he doesn't make a lot of, like, outlandish hot takes. He can just do his thing. And he's an, he's an opinionated guy, and that works for TNT mm-hmm. and inside the NBA where him and Shaq can do their thing. Okay. So let me give you a story. Yep. Many, many years ago, Monday Night Football decided to revamp their lineup yep. of announcers. This is when ABC in the States still had Monday Night Football before ESPN. Yep. And they brought in Dennis Miller. Now, Dennis yep. Miller is a comedian by trade. He's a very conservative comedian now. He's, he's kind of shifted his views, but that's beside the point. He's very funny, but his humor can go over most people's head. He had no experience in, in, in announcing and no experience with football. But yep. they brought him in to try to help ratings, and it didn't work. Yeah. I think with Charles Barkley going to golf, it start off as kind of whimsical, but I would think it'd be something that he's out of his depth. Mm-hmm. And knowing golf, he plays golf. Playing golf is one thing. Announcing it's a different thing. Knowing golf is a different thing. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it would have been a lot of money. Liv would have done it to raise their profile. But I don't think Liv needs that. They can get whoever they want to get in. And they're getting they're getting golfers like to move th- in there. They threw nine figures at, um, at Tiger Woods before he declined. Yeah. So... We got Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson's joining yeah. the, joining the tour. Jesus. So it doesn't matter. They're getting all the best players. Like even Dustin Johnson and former champions like like um um Jose Garcia. Uh, like they've got infinite money to throw at anybody. They don't need Barkley. Alright, moving on. Next one for me yep. is The Blue Jays are on a tear right now. Mm-hmm. Can it last? Um, I think so. I think it can, but there's the one caveat is the the AL East. You're in a very very tough division. the The Sox they are benefiting from the Sox sliding right now. The Red Sox aren't good right now. They're just below 500. That's why the Blue Jays are benefiting from this. And it seems that firing Charlie Montoyo did the job. Um, I don't. You, Boston is never going to go away until a big injury hits and. If they if the Red Sox continue to slide, they might be sellers at the deadline. That's when the Blue Jays can make a legitimate push. But then you still have to deal with the Rays, and they're not stopping either. They got so much in the farm system still ready to plug in, and they they're still waiting on 
Wander Franco to get back from injury. So you're still, and then you have to deal with the Yankees. So I don't know. They've got a legitimate shot at the AL wild card. They're right there, and they're gonna. If they do make it, they're gonna have to play the Rays. So it's gonna be a tough ask, but I think they can. I think they can. They won't push for the division. The the. I think it's already set in stone that that uh, Bronx is winning this division, but. I think they can definitely solidify themselves in the wild card race if they continue this hot streak up. Okay, so yeah, I agree. It's the East, and the Blue Jays typically have hit a motor where they, you know, the hitting starts coming together. They got great hitters. Oh yeah, They've got Springer, Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero, Drew. It's the starting pitching. And the starting pitching can be a bit spotty. Gossman's been good though, right? But I suppose they have a schedule that's sort of favoring them right now. They're sort of starting. To, they're playing the Tigers, who suck. They're going to end up playing, eventually playing the Mariners, which is going to get a little tougher there. Yep. Um, you know, they play the Mariners. They're going to end up playing the Yankees again. They will play the. They will. They destroyed the Red Sox last weekend. They yep. scored like twenty-eight runs in one. Yeah, game. yeah. So they're going to. They're, the schedule looks okay. It looks in their favor. They're going to be playing the Orioles. They're going to be playing the Guardians and the Yankees later on next month. If they can hold it together and keep themselves close to a wild card. Because there's two wild card spots yep. up for grabs, I think they could probably get it, and I, I think they they got enough to get in there. I think they do too. Should the Dodgers make a trade for Juan Soto? So, um, what do you think? Do you think they should make it? It's the Dodgers. I mean, anything's yeah. possible. Yeah, the Dodgers can do whatever they've they want. Got, uh, they've I, got anything. They've got. Would, they they've got one of the best prospects in baseball right now. And Bobby Miller sat right. there waiting. But again, this is what the Dodgers do. They decide to reload. They can move people. They've got farm hands. They've got current players. You know, it's because of the fact that the Nationals have to make it have to make something happen. Yeah. And the issue is, you know, Juan Soto is going to go somewhere. They have him going to San Diego. I think that that just sinks his career there. It would because he's stuck with Manny I've, Machado. I've heard. I've heard. Right now, so. I've heard. Um, I've heard rumors of uh, the Padres and the, the Cardinals. And I've also heard rumors uh, of um, of the Yankees, which I don't even know at this point. I don't think they even have enough to throw at him. Well, I mean, I think if if you look at the teams that the teams that are up there, definitely the Dodgers would be the most sensible situation. They'd still be able to have him for the remaining of his contract. Yeah, and then. They pay him they whatever he wants. To, but if they don't have to, then he can walk and go play somewhere else. Yeah. So, Which is what they did with Scherzer. So, again, you hire a, you hire a, a bat now, and it helps the Dodgers, you know, get to that point where we expect them to be, which is probably back in the World Series. Yeah. I mean, at this point. Competing for the right, World Series. That's what, they, that's what yeah. they want to do. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't know. Look, it's going to take a king's ransom of prospects from any uh, competing ball club right now. And he wants to go to a winner. So, so it's gonna take a. He's been on a winner, right? It's gonna, yeah, it wasn't that long ago that the yeah, Nationals won. Like, like I said, it's gonna be, it's gonna come down to a Venn diagram of teams who can compete and teams who have a good farm system of prospects to throw at the Nationals to say, here, take him. Okay, next question is me. Uh, let's look. Okay, what are the thoughts regarding a film study clause in Kyra Murray's new contract? <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, I'm just laughing at Arizona right now because they're they're just like they're quickly becoming the meme of the off season of how spineless they've been. Like, um, 
I and I, I think both sides here have been pretty stupid. Um, first of all, Arizona, why do you not expect him to watch film? He's a professional. He's a he's a quarterback who's shorter than his opponents, and he's got defensive linemen running at him all the time. With especially with your depleted offensive line, so of course he's going to study film. He's not a Jamarcus Russell. Stop it. Secondly, why is Kyler going on on? Uh, going on an interview talking about his past accolades when he hasn't done much of anything in the NFL. So I think both sides here look pretty stupid, but I, I think the Arizona Cardinals look pretty spineless, especially the Bidwells look pretty spineless in this situation. They're giving him carte blanche. Okay. I suppose the issue is, why was it made public? I to begin even, with, I, I don't why? Even, I don't even think why it was made public. My My argument here is, to have that little clause in there almost is, feels like it's punitive. He's been your starting quarterback. He's going to remain your starting quarterback. Um, I think it's petty to throw it out, but reportedly they, they got rid of it. They've gotten rid of yeah. it. So after all that and the and the nonsense around it, they decided to get rid of it. The, your boy Cliff Kingsbury, why didn't they put a yeah. clause in his contract yeah. saying, I don't know, don't have a second don't half Don't have a second half collapse. Right, second half collapse clause, which means... You collapse in second half, you could lose. That money. would be the clause you need to put in in somebody's contract. Yeah, I just, I think it's and don't and put a clause in Steve Kimes' contract. Don't make stupid drafting decisions. Right. So I'm, I'm, I think if you're Kyler Murray, it's sort of laughable. He he sort of joked about it, saying, you know, as if he doesn't check film. He's the quarterback. So that's the most important. For me, both team. sides here look pretty pretty dumb. But in my opinion, the Cardinals look even more dumb. Oh, I think it's. I think it was silly for even. Kyler Murray to sign the contract to have that clause in it in the first place. So if you, I mean, the fact that he would sign it and then the Cardinals turned well, he was saying, this he was going to watch film anyway, so he was going to adhere to the clause. I know, but he but, signed the contract and you're yeah. going to check everything. And yeah. if that clause is in there, I would think that well, if I'm Kyler Murray, why am I? Signing he probably that didn't want any sort of media media anything Too late. while signing the that contract, but it happened anyway. So uh, media anything happening because he made that whole big stink about taking the Cardinals off his socials and unfollowing them and okay. then putting out that word salad on social media at the start of the offseason. So, I don't know. Both sides look dumb here, but the Arizona Cardinals franchise looks even dumber. Okay, go. Do you like the addition of alternate helmets being introduced by some NFL teams? I don't think it's a big deal. It's pure marketing. Um, you know, for example, the Giants... Is gonna that helmet's not a new one. That's a throwback. Yeah, that's what they wore before they changed the NY. Yeah, uh, you know you have the Bengals that have the white now. They have the white alternate. Yep. You have the Cowboys that have an alternate helmet. That's a throwback. Yep. I don't know. I mean, does it really make a deal? I mean, how many fans are gonna be wearing the helmets that they that they they're gonna buy the helmets? So yep. it's really it's a it's a it's a strategy saying look here like we're the we're the Carolina Panthers. We have the dark helmet now as an alternate. Ooh, that looks yeah. really good on the field, but we're still a bad product. I don't know. Look, I do, like it doesn't really mean that much to me. Like teams have different uniforms all the time. Uh, like how they look is based on personal preference. Um, and for and uh, famously, this is going to a completely different sport. Uh, Paul Scholes famously of United uh, Manchester United class of '92 with Beckham and and those guys famously said he didn't like the um, alternate uniforms of the blue blue beige and the gold ones. He didn't like them. He just eh, he just said stick with black or white if we have to change. Um, but clubs will always um, clubs and teams 
and franchises will always create these new things to market their product. So that's what is really happening here. It's not too big of a deal to me. Mm. All right, I mean, look, again, it's, it's a marketing ploy. You know, if you're going to introduce a helmet, a, you know, it's all about getting attention on the field. Yeah. If you're the Texans introducing the red, if you're the Cardinals introducing the dark black, that looks yeah. great. I don't know about the bears and the orange because it looks like the Browns helmet without the C on it. So, again, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Okay, next question is? Um, congratulations. Oh, no. Um, should Kirk Cousins feel slighted about... Based on the new on the new GM's comments about him, so Quese Odolfo Mensa yeah. is the Vikings GM, and yeah. he did say essentially, "quote um, He said something about, you know, I'll be frank. Um, he said something about quarterback. The one asset where you get nervous about not burning it down is quarterback. Yeah, and so he did say." Sort of saying something alluding to Kirk Cousins not necessarily being Tom Brady, so I don't know what that would make how that made Kirk Cousins feel. Look, I think I don't think he's necessarily wrong. Like it's it, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is nowhere near Tom Brady. He's never going to be Tom Brady. He's a five. He's he's a five hundred quarterback. He's a he's merely okay. He's a, he's a stopgap right now. The Vikings, the former Vikings GM Rick Spielman, threw money at him and tied his tied his job to Cousins, and it hasn't led them anywhere besides yet another playoff loss to the 49ers again in their franchise's history. So, um, with the new uh, new executive branch, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go looking for another signal caller because right now there's not many. Uh, you have a couple holes in different places, but right now the main problem, it, it right because they've changed their changed their executive branch and coaching staff. Right now the main problem is quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cousins is is a problem. He's not the problem, but he is a problem. Okay. I don't think he's a problem. I just don't think he's a very good quarterback. I mean, I Kirk, I don't have Kirk Cousins on a thought of you know even the top ten. I feel so. It, it, me neither. But I think he's I. I think he's I. I don't, again, he struck gold at the right time. It's yep. all about timing. You know, Kirk Cousins was a free agent quarterback during a time where there weren't many free agent quarterbacks and teams were salivating over him. And the Vikings won the lottery. Uh, they've only been to two, what, two playoff games? They, you know, they, I mean, like, as far as playoffs, they haven't been in the playoffs very often yeah. since his arrival. They, they did win that big they game. They only went once. They, well, well, they won that big, you know, one playoff of, game one against playoff the Saints. Game. Right. And that was it. And so, it's too soon to tell if he has the pieces around him and a new coach who's an offensive-minded coach, not Mike, not your man Mike Zimmer. Yep. He's an offensive coach now. Maybe that'll elevate the game. I don't know if it's enough. I think that Kirk Cousins, they, again, they have to ride him out. He's, they get paid a lot of money. They The Vikings still need a lot of things to go right. I think I think uh, them getting rid of Zimmer and Spielman was a good move for the franchise and replacing it with analytically driven uh, um, executives plus a new coach in Kevin O'Connell was very good for the franchise, and I think it will put them forward. But they still need to fix some issues in their uh, structure. Okay, congratulations go to David Ortiz, Hall of Fame inductee. Big, Big Poppy, Poppy gets the gets his nomination for Cooperstown. Um, I mean, there's not much else to say about David Ortiz. Iconic. 
uh, first baseman. Started off on a really bad team. He was part, he of, was, the he was part of the Twins. And Nobody they were, remembers that. And they almost got contracted at this at this uh, at the turn of the century. Yeah. So. Um, he could well be on a different franchise if he stayed with the Twins mm-hmm. and they got contracted. Yeah. So, um, but Big Poppy, big part to that 04, 04 World Series, uh, many World Series yeah, runs. Especially the 04. But his, his, uh, his really, his best World Series performance was 2013. Yep. He hit for like 483 with, with like five home runs. He was unbelievable in that series. All right, moving on. Happy belated birthday, John Robinson, 87, former mm-hmm. coach of USC and the Rams. Yep. Snakebit as a Rams coach. Was yeah. successful as a Rams coach, but always faced the 49ers inevitably and inevitably would lose. This is when L.A. Well, this were is, in L.A. Before yeah, they went well, to this was Everett versus Montana. Yeah, no. Who do you think was coming out on top? Obviously, Montana. Yeah, not, not, not Jim Everett. Or yeah. Chris Everett, as Jim Rome said near one day. Yeah. Was butt kick. And happy belated birthday to your boy. Brian Your boy. Hill. Talk. You just sing his praises. Uh, Ryan, the god Tannehill, the quarterback and current quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Despite whatever you say about the playoffs and last year's playoffs. He collapsed. Well, it was also, hey, threw three interceptions. That wasn't a good yeah, game. The, but that was a yeah. good game by the entire Titans team. They lost to a hot Cincinnati team. I still think he's a decent starter. I think he he's is the right starter for that team. I don't think Malik behind him is going to get. I that, think that spot. I think he's a good starter for the team. Malik Willis but, is not going to be. But there, uh, you got to think about how he lines up with the team. Their goal is Super Bowl. And, okay. Well, they're and be I don't better. Think he, I don't think, gonna be Super I don't think Bowl. he's going to lead them anywhere. But I digress. Uh, started off on the wrong foot with Miami. Uh, yeah, it wasn't when, his fault. It was on yeah, the he was on a bad Miami team. <laughs> Adam Gase. Gase on the case. Yeah, Adam Gase. Gase on the well, case. Adam Gase was his coach with their culture change. Enough said. Um. But he went to the Titans in the second half of 2019, basically resuscitated their season, took them to the AFC Championship yes. game, lost to the Chiefs. Yes. And since then... Uh, they've gotten close and they, they just... They, they lost in the wild card the next season. They should have lost. They should have gone to the championship this, this past season, but that, those things happen. Yeah. That's life. But happy birthday anyway. And I think We're that done. is our show for this week. If you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing, uh, do this thing once a week. Uh... More more MLB on the way. More NFL preseason. W- w- news is starting to come in. We yep. will have a good chunk of it next week. Mm-hmm. More NBA uh, rumors and possible trades coming. We'll see. And more free agents still to sign. But anything's here. We'll be on top of it. Ciao. See you next week.